2: You're just trying to build your own math equation that work for your business. Yeah. But if you don't understand the variables, you don't understand the numbers associated with that equation as it relates to your business. How are you gonna put ads in the mix mm. to make and, and to make the equation work? You see what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's the thing I think people don't do. So, some people understand that in order for their business to grow, they got to be willing to take risks. Yeah. And the thing about ads for me that. That I, that I want to change people's mindset around is um, you're not buying, you're not losing money when you're buying ads and they don't work. You're buying data to figure out what don't work mm. so that you don't do it anymore. Yeah. And then the more you test, eventually you'll find something that works, and then you do more of it. So it's really a learning um, exercise of buying ads. A lot of people, they want to put the money in the ad if it ain't working out the gate. It's like asking. You know, sometimes you need external validation, which I wasn't looking for this now. I wasn't chasing that. They found me. I'm just doing my thing. But in the midst of that, you know, you accept the external validation, and then that allows you to put more value on yourself.
3: Yeah hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you want to watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I want to help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, let's go back to the video. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Listen, I got a legend in the building. Did you know that paid YouTube ads are 84% more likely to receive viewers' attention than TV ads? And with more than 2 billion users logging into YouTube every single month, and over 7 billion hours of video watch each week. YouTube ads have huge potential for brands looking for exposure. Well, our next guest is a legend and has spent and consulted on over $120 million across all digital advertising platforms that resulted in over $550 million In revenue, realizing video would be the wave of the future, he started buying ads on YouTube in 2012, and by 2014, he had spent his first million on the YouTube ads alone, co-founder of the Next Level Ambition, and known to many as Tommy Traffic, welcome, the living legend, Tommy Powers, what's up, brother?
2: What's going on, man? Man, that's a crazy intro. Yo, I love it. I yo, let love me, let the me, energy. Let me let me,
3: let me let me tell let me tell you how um, organic this interview is, and, yeah. and how um, I'm excited, and I hope people pay attention. I hope people share this. I hope people understand, um, you know, the, the the power that you have pun intended. <laughs> um, right. Because you know, you know, you know, we we, we both work with a mutual friend. Yep. Uh, salute to Julian Gordon. um, and he had sent me uh a script. We we're working on a project together. He yeah. sent me a script, and he's like, "Yo, you know, I need you to do this." He's like, "Yo, I got Tommy coming over," and I didn't know, you know, like like I didn't know what Tommy he was talking about. You right. know what I'm saying? And so we we're ready to shoot, and then, and then you walk in, yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, that's the Tommy Powers dude, yeah, yeah. right?" Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I had heard about you. Uh, because if you're in this entrepreneurship space um, and you're looking to, not, not like no baby entrepreneurs. I'm talking about like if you really,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know I what I'm Because it's
3: like baby entrepreneurs really? who are just like, oh, I'm yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. They got the LLC. Yeah. But nah, I'm yeah. talking about like, if you get to that space where you really moving and shaking, like you're yeah. making six figures, you're making seven figures, you know who's who. You know yeah. who's who, who's moving the needle. Get um, small. and and Right, it's a small percent. And so when, when I when I saw you, I was like, no, like, yo, that's Tommy Powers, yeah. and it clicked, and I said, "Oh, it makes sense." And you know, for me, just kind of being in this space and knowing, like, you are the goat yeah. in YouTube ads. That's like, what they like say. I, I don't know, I don't
2: call myself that, by the way.
3: Right, and like, I don't know another, and, and, and it's not nothing to do yeah. with color either. I'm yeah. talking about, I'm yep. talking about across all spectrums. I don't know another person who 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 understands the YouTube ads game like you do. Um, and so when I saw, I was like, bro, you got, you got time. You know what I'm saying? And so we were so, able to make this interview happen. Yep. Um, and so I appreciate you uh, being available, being willing, Same. and really uh, just being here to kind of enlighten our guests. Because I think that, you know, everybody who watched the show, they're at that state, you know, they're, they're, they're the space in their life where they're watching this show because they want to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and one of your specialties is helping people scale, yeah. like get to that, that next level uh-huh. level, right? Yep. And so we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, for those who don't know, yeah. who is Tommy Powers?
2: Hey, my mama named me Tommy Powers. I'm named after my daddy, uh, originally from Mississippi. Uh, moved to Atlanta probably like 22 years ago, 22, like 2000. Uh, By 2007, I ended up getting into um, the digital space. I had dabbed around, I mean, I've been a hustler all my life. I done had, I cut grass, cut hair, sold candy at school. Like, I done had a gazillion ways to get to it, right? But 2007 for me was pivotal because I had heart failure in 2007. Oh, wow. And so that really kind of put me in a space where I had to really kind of figure out what my move was going to be. I had two kids at the time was already married by then, and uh, we ended up having another child after that. But um, I couldn't go back and work, like, in management jobs, stress and everything like that. So uh, I always knew this Internet thing was something. So I just was like, I'm going I'm to take it serious no matter what. I feel like my back was up against the wall, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's boom, a bus. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make this work one way or the other. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I started doing, just putting my all into it, failing miserably. But um, 2008, man, I ended up. I ended up landing on affiliate marketing, and my challenge was getting traffic. At this time, I didn't know this language. I just know I had affiliate links, and I need to get more people going through them. So these forums, people would say, well, you need to get more traffic. It's like, cool, how do I do that? And some guy, one guy, he was making a lot of sense. Because you know how people give you advice, and it's like, I don't know if that makes sense to me. But this one guy was like, you know, you can buy ads on Google mm-hmm. and you can send them through your affiliate link. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy named Chris Carpenter. He sell this book called Google Cash, and to teach you. So I ended up buying this book. It's like forty pages. I read it in probably like two hours, an hour or something, mm-hmm. right? And it just clicked for me. And uh, I started doing Google ads. Two thousand eight, I, I started hitting well on that, and that kind of like changed everything. Uh-huh. So. From that point on, it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm stay in this lane, like, I done hit on some. I knew digital was the future, so I'm like, I'm riding this, I'm gonna ride this way till the wheels fall off. And so I just been in the lane ever since.
3: And and, and 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 when did you, like, when did you know that, like, YouTube was was it, like, videos was it?
2: I, I tell this story uh, quite a few times, but it was, it was probably, like, 2011, 2012. Like somewhere around in there. because I bought my first ad on YouTube in 2012. Mm. But I was reading an article one night, and it was like TV is gonna be on the internet. Mm. And at the time, you know, me being in the space, and I'm a student of the game, right? If I decide I'm gonna do something, I'm very competitive, so mm. I you play sports and all of that, mm. right? So if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be the best at it. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna study the whole thing. And I knew that. TV was the biggest thing smoking at that time. Mm. It was the biggest advertising platform ever created at that point. But this article was making an argument that that's going to translate to the Internet. Mm. And I couldn't shake it. Mm. So for me, it was like, if that's true, then what does that mean for what I'm doing? Mm. Because I'm already in this digital advertising space, you know, whatever the case may be. If it's going to be on the Internet, then what does that mean? So I think I I probably need to get out in front of this Mm. because I just couldn't shake it. Like it was just one of them things where I just couldn't shake it. So that kind of led me to being like, well, if I'm gonna get out in front of this, where should I go? Like what's the what's the move? Like I ain't know. Like nobody, nobody was doing this at the time. So me just looking into it weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I'm looking at YouTube and at first it didn't click. But after like a while it was like, wait, Google owns them. Mm. Google is already a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. Google is probably already worth, you know, billions, tens, maybe even a hundred billion by then. Mm -hmm. Even back then, Google was already worth, like, crazy billions. Mm -hmm. Google was already had, um, Google already had uh, lobbyists in Washington. And, you know, I'm looking at all of these factors and saying, like, okay, if anybody going to win at this, Google is probably going to. And since they own this Mm -hmm. This probably where it's gonna be at. Mm. So let me get out in front of this. So let me start playing around with it. Yeah. And so 2012, I just started playing around with it because I wanted to kind of get out in front of this wave that I thought was way out. Yeah. But it just was like that's that's kind of how I landed on it. And yeah. so I just started tinkering around, just saying when the time comes, I'm already gonna be kind of ahead of the curve. Mm. Yep. And,
3: and and so having generated over 550 million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember that first um like success that you had with YouTube ads that said that made you feel like yo, I am I am him, man, him Duncan.
2: I don't know if I said I'm him, mm-hmm. but I remember the first time we we did it, it was this guy, Kevin Kurgansky. Shout out, Kevin. We still good friends to this day. Uh both I we've changed each other's lives. Yeah. Kevin at the time uh had a product called the Breakup Doctor. Mm and uh, we was working together to run ads across you know, other things that we were doing. Um, but he was using something called a VSL, a video sales letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an hour and 10 minute long and it, it converted like really well, but his business was kind of sputtering. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really it wasn't really cranking like that. So that's kind of why he had reached out to me at that time to kind of help him you know, start buying ads to kind of build a business out. And I just kept thinking like, man, we should just take this video and put it up on YouTube and just buy ads to it. Mm. And he was like whatever you say bro like if you think it'll work go for it. Mm. So he was the first guy and I and I and I had gave some other people this idea but didn't nobody didn't nobody wanted to move. Yeah. He was like the first guy was like hey man if you think it'll work if you you sure you think it'll work I ain't making no guarantees mm. but I think it'll work he was like whatever you say. Mm. And man that thing took off. Wow. Like I I remember days we was doing We was spending maybe like $900 doing like 10K. Wow. It was crazy, bro. That Mm -hmm. just, it just took off, man. And so within six months, I mean, I I think Kevin became a millionaire within six months from that. Wow. He was making, maybe he was making like 5K a month Mm. or something at the time when I first started working him. Yeah. And then maybe like when we started doing the YouTube ads, like month two, it was like 20K. And then it was 50K. And then it just was going. It was out of here, but wow. it wow. was crazy. So, that would change.
3: What, what 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 would you say is what was the key to that success? Though, like, what 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 makes a, a successful YouTube ad campaign?
2: To me, I think that. I mean, again, everything is timing. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, it's a lot of factors, right? But at that time, like, no one was doing what we were doing. Mm. Um, I actually saw an ad on a website that linked to a YouTube video, mm. which sparked my idea. Of why would I buy an ad? Cause I, cause I was buying ads on other people's websites through yeah. Google. That yeah. was kind of how I was making my bones back then. But I'm like, why don't we just, why don't they just buy the ad on YouTube to the video? Since right. the people on YouTube show them the ad on the YouTube and take them to your YouTube right. video, right. so it just made sense to me. Right. I couldn't find nobody else doing that, right. but it made sense to me. So I think it was one of them things where you like first movers advantage. Yeah, VSLs were hot at that time. Yeah. Um uh, nobody I don't know it's just a lot of factors. I think it was a lot of a lot of factors in that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: And and so and so you know being in the landscape for, for such a long time um you know I, you know obviously you have a lot of trials, a lot of errors, a yeah, lot of a lot you of figured fear. a lot right, but you've also got a yeah. lot right, right? Um, where do you see the digital ad space going in the future? That's a great question. I'm
2: so glad you asked that. I didn't, even, I didn't know you was going to hit that that early. But, um, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I believe that the convergence of organic and paid more than ever before mm-hmm. is what we're up against. I think people who are buying ads, if they don't have an organic presence, mm-hmm. their ads are not going to work as well. Mm-hmm. And at some point... They're gonna be. They're not gonna be able to compete. Wow. That, that's kind of where I see it going. So, so I think content. Um, you know, essentially, I think all companies need to think of themselves as a media company, or they need to have a a, a segment of their company that is for media from an advertising perspective, because they need to be producing content. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you're scaling, you want to be buying ads as well. Mm-hmm. But in the digital space, I believe you're gonna have to do both. I think they're gonna. Well, we already can see the data that they work hand in hand. Right. But I think it's going to get increasingly difficult for people who don't want to create and produce uh, original organic content um, to go along with their paid marketing strategy uh, and kind of combine those together. That's why I see it going in the next maybe five, ten years. Is going to be that's going to be the predominant thing. Maybe even faster than that with mm-hmm. AI right now. Everything's speeding up. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a couple years.
3: And and and, and like. Let, let's let's talk about at, at what you know space of your journey as an entrepreneur should you start buying ads, right? So I you know I've been a full time entrepreneur, um, or I've been an entrepreneur since two thousand and nine, right? And I've always like known about ads. I mean, obviously anybody who watches television knows that successful businesses use ads, but I don't know for whatever reasons. As an entrepreneur i never never just thought it was something that i i would do yeah. right so it took me like a full nine years yeah. like i like i didn't put my first ad out or pay for my first ad till 2018. nine years of mm-hmm. organic just yeah. you know me like hitting the ground running hitting the ground running in fact what wound up making me realize that i needed to jump into ads uh, was one of my good friends, Salute to Tiffany, the Budgetnista. Yeah. You know, we started out around the same time doing this financial education and then, you know, you know, you know, Salute to Jabril, she connected with Jabril. That's crazy. Right? And, and, and all of a sudden she went from like, we were both struggling financial advisors, you know, yep. financial educators trying to do, that all of a sudden she like, Ash, I made my first million. I'm like, well you made your, your first what? Yep. Right? I'm I'm still trying to make six figures as an entrepreneur. She like, she made her first million and then, Watching where the budgetista brand went, I said, oh, my God. And then I knew like, like ads was that, that missing piece and, yeah. and, and the connection that her and Drabril had kind of took to that next level. Um, but I had to see that. Right. And so at, at, at what level do you believe um, it's imp- like at what level do you should you be getting into the ad game as an entrepreneur?
2: I think most people issue with ads uh, when they start out is they haven't proven their, their thing sales. Mm. Um, so to me, it's like, you, you gotta have something that sells. And I think, you know, organic, uh, you can do joint ventures, you can do influencers. I mean, it's a lot of different ways you can kind of get, reach an audience, Yeah. but you need to know that your, your, your offer is, is, is sales. It converts. Can you, you know, even some people I know, I've had guys who, you know, they were just – they got the seven figures, just DMs on mm-hmm. Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? And getting people into their funnel mm-hmm. and, and, and getting it to convert. So, you know, to me it's like can you consistently sell is key, number one. And then if that's true, then I think, you know, you, you should start exploring ads. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing about ads, though, is it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And for people who – you know, I, I know a lot of people say – You know, they don't like numbers or it it scares them and things of that nature. And I get all of that and and I ain't mad at that. But it's like if you're not going to get into the numbers, who you got on your team that knows that? Because you're not going to escape it. If you don't know your numbers, you're not going to be – if you don't understand the numbers in your business and you're trying to run ads – how are you going to make the math how are you going to build your own math equation cuz that's all essentially you're doing mm. i mean i know i'm making it sound easy it's, it's not as hard as it sounds mm. it's not as easy as it sounds but it's, it's it's simple in the fact that you're just trying to build your own math equation that work for your business yeah but if you don't understand the variables you don't understand the numbers associated with that equation as it relates to your business how are you going to put ads in the mix mm. to make it in, in, to make the equation work you see what i mean yeah. so so that's the thing I think people don't do. So, you know, if you have something that's selling, you understand the numbers in your business, um, and you want to grow, I think you should experiment with ads, even if it's $5 a day. You don't have to start out, you know, spending millions of dollars even mm-hmm. to this day. We don't start out the gate, you know, spending millions of dollars at the gate. We start out with, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day, $50 a day sometimes even, right? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of test and see what people are responding to. So, so those are kind of like the way I would look at it in terms of, um, you know, it's no exact answer, yeah. right? It's really an individual circumstance, and some people, some people understand that in order for their business to grow, they got to be willing to take risks. Yeah. And the thing about ads for me that that I that I want to change people's mindset around is, um, you're not buying, you're not losing money when you're buying ads and they don't work. You're buying data to figure out what don't work mm-hmm. so that you don't do it anymore. Yeah, And then the more you test, eventually you'll find something that works, and then you do more of it. So it's really a learning um, exercise of buying ads. A lot of people, they want to put the money in the ad if it ain't working out the gate. It's like ads don't work or they get frustrated or whatever the case may be. I mean, they come with the territory. You got to invest and you got to learn from what you, what you gather to be able to get better and get better and get better. And so you gotta be willing to take that risk.
3: And, and, and you know, we got different platforms now, right? So yeah. you like YouTube, Google, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok now, I see Hulu is doing yeah. ads yeah. even. Yep. What, you know, in, in your estimation, is YouTube still the place that people need? Um, um, like, is that the top of the top, you know what I mean? Top dog.
2: You know? I don't, I, I don't want to go so far out there and say top dog because I mean, I'm probably biased, mm-hmm. but um, you know I think every business should be marketing on YouTube, mm-hmm. whether they're buying ads or whether they're producing content mm-hmm. or whether they're doing both. Yeah, I think every business, I don't care if you got a local ice cream shop, you can benefit from marketing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it at the beginning of this thing, it's two billion two people. Two billion facts, yeah. Like, how many people even got internet access in the world? Like if they got internet access, it's probably likely that they're using YouTube, yeah, so you know, imagine all of them people in that two mile five mile radius of you even right if you got if you're a local local business, like them people sitting up in their houses around you watching YouTube, so whether you're getting in front of them organically or you're buying ads or both, I think every business should be on YouTube. It's just such a massive massive platform, like it's hard to. It's hard to, it's hard to fathom how big it really is, but I think everybody uh, that has a business and they want to grow it, they should market on there.
3: Yeah, and and I, you know, I I think like I've, you know, even when I go on YouTube, I see, you know, these, you know, lifestyle marketers Mm -hmm. or, you know, people who are showing their house, their Lambos, things of that nature, Um, like... And they're literally, like, holding up a phone <laughs> yeah. in their backyard and yeah. they're doing their ad there. Um, and I know a lot of, like, entrepreneurs like to be perfectionists. Like, they yeah. like to, you know, get the lights and the cameras and all mm-hmm. that stuff. In your experience, um, does it matter what camera you have? Does lifestyle work better? The, like, like what is, the, what is the formula to YouTube? Um, you have to know your audience.
2: Uh, every audience don't need... High production, you know, whatever. You can pull your phone out and record a video, upload it, and run it as an ad. Mm. Like, it's that simple. right? Yeah. You know, the formula is pretty basic. Um, you know, there's a lot of variations of it, but most people are going to say a similar thing. You know, hook, message, call to action. Um, I usually go a little bit further with that where it's it's more like um, um, instead of a call to action, is more like uh, – is more like a, a compelling action, mm. like like how can you make someone feel compelled to do the thing you're asking them to do? Oh, because man. when you say call to action, uh-huh. to me that's a push thing. Right. It's like it's like a pushy salesman. Mm. But when you do something, when you act, when you uh, deliver it in a compelling way, now people want to be attracted to what oh, you're doing, right? Yeah. So uh, and there's, there's there's obviously deeper psychology with that, but 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 the hook is really like how do you get people's attention yeah you know the message is you know uh, essentially what are you what are you going to say to them that's going to keep them watching mm-hmm. and the call to action is the thing you want them to do mm. but like can you actually compel people to actually do that um, i think is what you know maybe most people don't really talk about but that's kind of really the formula and it could be you know a set like we in here it could be you know just pulling out your mobile device you know, however you however you get it done, it's all about the audience. And depending on your audience, for most audiences, you don't really need a high production, you know, circumstance. Unless you're going up like corpus and things like that. Yeah. You know, B2B, that kind of thing. But B2C, generally speaking, a mobile device and looking into the camera is a pretty good way to get a message out, to test, and see if people are going to respond without breaking the bank.
3: Basically. Yeah, yeah, and no, I love that. And, I and I, and you know, I'm glad that you said that because, again, I, you know, I think there's – um, so many people who uh, are just not starting because they, they feel like they don't have the right script, they don't have the right camera, they don't have the right, you know, fill in the blank. Where, you know, again, I've seen very successful uh, people and ad campaigns that were literally a cell phone and somebody just talking into the cell phone, you know. And so, you know, for, 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 for somebody who has been in the business uh, for as long as you've been in the business, um, I know that. Um, you know, you know, 80% of it is mindset. 20% has to be the practical thing, but 80% of success is mindset. What is the, 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 the mindset, the biggest mindset that, 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 that changed the game for you? I mean, for me,
2: like 2015, um, a VC firm out of Silicon Valley reached out and wanted me to come, you know, mentor their portfolio companies. And it's just kind of like, you know, at the time, like, they want me to talk about YouTube ads, I'm like, YouTube in Silicon Valley, right. what y'all calling right, me for, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it didn't really make sense, but I went, uh, and I'm glad I did, right, because yeah. it really changed everything for me, because at first it was kind of like, you know, I'm just curious, like, why these people call me? in Little Douglasville, Georgia, mm-hmm. in my basement, you know what I mean, like, y'all building, like, literally, the people, uh, the company 500 Startups, uh, one of the founders of the 500 startups is a, is came from Google, mm. so literally like they got friends that work still at Google, mm. but they call in little old Tommy in Douglasville, Georgia. Mm. So I just thought that was wild, and I had to, I had to know why. And so so being able to go there, what I realized pretty quick, you know, 500 startups mindset was more like undervalued assets. Mm. Like how do we find un we, how do we find assets that are more valuable? Than what's being realized and then help it realize that value, uh, and so essentially they would find people like me, you know, which pretty much a lot of us in the five hundred world uh, at that time were you know people who was out in the field doing the thing mm. like 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 figuring it out with like no resources almost It's mm. like 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 how do you in Douglasville, Georgia, figure out how to make millions of dollars with this platform? Right. When, you know, these people out here building it, they don't, they just building it. They don't, they don't, you know, but y'all job is to build it and my job is to figure out how to take advantage Mm -hmm. of it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, given, given, given that, that, that circumstance, that's kind of the energy of what it was. And so it made a lot of sense. And so for me, that exposure to that world, like changed everything. It made me realize how small, first of all. It made me realize how small I was thinking mm. uh the second big shift for me was in in that experience was the fact that you know um realizing that I wasn't undervalued as mm. like like not even understanding my own value, mm. you know what I mean where you know sometimes you need external validation Thanks. which I wasn't looking for these yeah. now I wasn't chasing that yeah. they found me I'm just doing my thing yeah. but in the midst of that you know. You accept the external validation yeah. and then that allows you to put more value on yourself. Yeah. So yeah. that was huge for me, man. And so so uh so lots of other mindset shifts from that. Mm-hmm. But but that was that was like a huge turning point for me that kind of changed a lot of things and kinda put me on a on a different mindset, a different trajectory, and just a bigger vision of things that I want to accomplish.
3: Yeah, no, I love. I, I love that you said that because um, I, you know I say this. You know, I, I have. I, I'm. I'm. A, you know, I, I have a mentor, but I have you know men, people that I mentor as well. So a lot of my mentees, I'm. You know, I always tell them uh, to borrow my belief. Absolutely. Right. Borrow my belief That's in good. them because you know That's sometimes good. we're so close to something, something that we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. It's funny because you know, you know, this show um, and a lot of the other works, whether it's my books or things that I've done in the past, um, have given me exposure to a point where you know millions of people know who I am. Yeah, but crazy. in my head, I'm just, I'm just ash. Like yeah, I'm, like I don't, yeah. I don't see myself so, the way other uh, people see me. So sometimes there's this level of, uh, like you said, outside validation like um, that's required. Even you, like, yeah. I, like I see you and me, right? Yeah. Like. You know you know you know a lot of time even even when we when we first met you know I was like you know singing your praises yeah. and I could tell like you know who you are but yeah. you but you know you're like nah I'm just Tommy that's you know it. what I'm saying but it's it, it from for the outside like as soon as you walked in I was like yo like in my head I'm like yo that's Tommy They didn't like, even know you knew who I was right but. you know what I'm saying and so and so sometimes it's like this outside validation that is 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 necessary? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So so that you can see it. Um, and so one one of your superpowers, if you will, yeah. uh, you know, pun intended. Again, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is your ability to scale a business? Yeah. Talk about that for a second.
2: I mean the the so you know little known thing. I I, I probably talked about it here and there. But like when I was in high school, I was in the NASA Space Grant Program. Mm. And I didn't realize at the time what that was. This is years later. This is like after I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, ads and all of that, trying to make it make sense. But even back then, you know, I graduated high school like 94, so I'm giving my age (laughs) out, whatever, right? Uh, You know, this is 93 Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm a junior in high school. And then my junior, senior year and my freshman year in college, I was in this program. One of the primary reasons why I ended up being in that program is because uh, they tested me and said that I had a unique ability to uh, to spot patterns mm. and to uh, you know my theory and predictions on what it meant were very like off the charts. Mm. But like, mm. bro, I ain't doing nothing with that. Right? You know what I mean. Right. Fast forward to doing this thing and and trying to like understand like you know what is it what is my thing like how am i like you know trying to like formulate at
0: parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: framework, yeah. process, what I do, yeah. right? To try to, especially like building a team, right? It's like, you doing it all, but like, can you translate that to other people right. to get the result? So I'm kind of going through this and that's kind of how I rediscovered that whole that whole thing. And so, you know, that's really what it is, a, a, a data-driven decision-making mm. um, and it's rooted in pattern recognition uh, and then being able to understand what those patterns mean you know, what to do about them. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, if it's good, let's do more of that. If yeah. it's not, let's stop doing that. Mm. And what happens is over time, you know, the, the winds mount. Mm. So initially, you know, you're going to probably, like, lose a lot.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? But what happens over time is, you know, you get fewer and fewer of those. Mm. And so that's all I'm really doing. I mean, mm. it sounds... Pretty simple, but yeah. that's essentially the superpower, really, yeah. what it is. And so, so traffic is a commodity. Mm-hmm. You can buy as much of it as your money. You know, Elon Musk can't even buy all the traffic on the internet. Mm-hmm. He the richest man in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe he. The, I don't know. Somebody might have owed him, But, mm-hmm. but like it's so much traffic online. Like traffic is a commodity. It's just like sugar or rice or mm. any cereal or whatever you go buy at the yeah. store. You can buy as much of it as your money can buy, right? Yeah. But the data. That we get from buying the traffic yeah. is what allows me to you know execute my superpower. Yeah. Because now I got all of this data and I can start looking for the patterns in that. And then the experience layered on top of that, because I have seen so many things, the more experience that I have, the more, the higher probability I understand. Oh, I know what that pattern is right mm, there. Yeah. We need to keep we need to go crazy with yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, I know what that pattern is right there. We need to stop doing that. Yeah. Oh, I know what that pattern is right there. We got to keep going with that, but let's do it like this. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: And that's essentially what it is. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so so if if I hear you correctly, it's almost like uh if you have the right amount of data from traffic, you could essentially um create money if you will. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's right. what people pay me to do. Right. And, and and I and I and I, you know, and I, and I put it that way, uh, because it's it, it's almost like, you know, uh especially like the people who run away from data, the people yeah. who kind of um say, oh, Well, I don't you know, I don't want to get into, into right. numbers or numbers scare me or whatever the case may be, right? You know, as 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 the honorable Sean Carter once said, yeah. men lie, women lie, uh-huh. numbers don't. don't. Yeah. Right. And so as you start to look at um, the data right like the data' is not gonna lie like right. you know like I like I do you know five day challenges a lot um and and you know me Marvin storm we know that if we do a challenge uh, on average we're closing about 20 25 percent yeah and so for us the, like I like we've crazy. done challenges over and over and over again and the numbers never never change it's always 20 to 25 percent of the people that we're closing and so if we desire to make a a certain amount of money then now it's the it's the numbers. Now, you know, we hire someone uh, to help us with traffic, to yeah. bring people into our challenge or bring people into our, you know, you know, your conference, something, yeah. so that we can get those numbers. And then and then if we like if we if we got a, a hundred people, then yeah. then we know we're closing 20, 25%. If we got a thousand, if we got two thousand, and so the numbers, the numbers are there. So it's almost for us a predictable model 100%. of 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 how much income that we that we want to make.
2: I mean, create is probably it's probably more like you is like you just get better at spotting where it's hidden. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, abundance is your birthright. Oh, right. I, I believe in abundance, like yeah. the amount of money out here. Like we don't even understand. OK, yeah. like being in that Silicon Valley world, like mm-hmm. being able to meet people who can write 20, 30, 50 million, 100 million dollar checks yeah. because it's just. Oh, this one of the things that we put money in, right. this little investment fund right. thing, that ain't that's like 5% of mm-hmm. what they got, mm-hmm. right? The amount of money out here is mind boggling. But the data will allow you to spot where it exists mm. is really more. I don't know if it's create. It's 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 like on the other side of that data is human beings, right? right? right. And, I, and I always have to I always remind myself of that, you know, just a human version of, of you know, just. Being a good human, being mm-hmm. a good Samaritan, being, you know the way I was raised. On the other side of that data is human beings. Yeah. So, so in that data, no, so not so much creating, but the ability to identify where it exists,
3: yeah.
2: and then be able to go get that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be able to go bring it in, serve the people, you know abundantly uh, right. in your service as well. And uh, you know that's that's really what it is. So, so not so much create, but definitely being able to spot. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you know your numbers, you just, you know, you know, 20, 25 percent. We take what you sell for. Right. We just we can do the math. We know the end. OK, the average, you know, if you got 100 people, you sold 20 of them. Let's say your thing is 5K. You just made 100,000 from 100 people. Mm-hmm. You know, the average person is worth a thousand dollars to you. Right. So, OK, now I can go out with that mm-hmm. armed with that information and figure out how do I get more people to you mm. for less than that number where mm. it makes sense for your business. Wow. See how easier it is now for me to go? Because now when I'm buying ads, I'm not just spraying and praying. Right. I got a game plan, I got a strategy around what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. I know I need to get you somebody that you can close where the cost of getting you, get, getting you. To those hundred people, is going to be low enough where the difference between what you paid to get them there and what you're going to make is the profit you're going to need where your business is going to make sense. Mm. It's not really, it's not really rocket science. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. I mean, people make it out and, to me, but it, it, ain't, it ain't for it, you. But because you ain't, it ain't, it the way, it really the way,
3: the way you just like you just spit those numbers out, I was like, wait, hold on. I know, I know, some of y'all are <laughs> like, look, we got to wine. this. It just, is just.
2: <laughs> it's not rocket science, though, man. Yeah. It's just math, bro. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And so t- t- talk to me about the, the the Scaling Uncensored podcast. So
2: that's Scaling Uncensored. So uh, our company, Next Level Ambitions, uh, we launched that. Man, we started doing that like 2018, mm-hmm. bro. We started doing like these little retreats and stuff, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So we was doing like these in-person joints. And that kind of like put a damper on that. And then, you know, my partners in that, we all got our own companies and everything like that. Actually all of us probably got several different companies and Mm -hmm. you know how I go with the whole, you know, with the whole situation with that. And, uh, you know, fast forward after COVID, you know, we just decided, like, hey, are we going to really get serious about this thing? If we are, like, we, we really need to get serious about it, or, or you know, maybe we ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we agreed that, yeah, we want to get serious about it. You know, it was a call-in. We have a vision. And so the podcast is uh, kind of part of what we're using to kind of push out uh, and really, like, get outside, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, we see. I see, you know, and all of my partners will agree, you know, we see just a lot of people being misinformed, uh, in the space, man, because people like us, you know, we behind the scenes, yeah. right? Like you said, like, you know, Julian, you know, having a, 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 mutual person that we work together with. So it's like, you know, vetting me is pretty easy because right. of y'all relationship, Absolutely. he can tell you how much money I made him. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not like a, you know, but, but then you got like a lot of people who are saying things that, you know, some of them are just blatantly lying. Yeah. Some of them just don't know any better. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody told me one time a third a fourth grader is a god to a third grader, ooh. which is cool. Right. Just like the whole, you know, one chapter ahead, mm. which is cool. Mm. But what happened when I done read the chapter I'm on the same page with you now? Yeah. But you still taking bread from me, mm. telling me you can take me here with me and you on the same Damn, page that, now. Ooh. So it's like, that's why we always say, like, it's levels to these levels. So right. What we want to be able to do is come from behind the scenes and get out in front and start educating and communicating, you know, and helping people like really understand and see what it takes to really scale. Yeah. And that's really what next level uh, ambitions is about and the scaling uncensored podcast is just one of the ways that we're doing that. So so I'm really, really excited about it, man.
3: And 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 you know, you've been able to help businesses scale to like nine figures. Yeah. Right. And for those who don't know, right? Because yeah. you know we talk seven figures a lot, yeah. which is you know one million to nine million yeah, man, to seven yeah. figures, right? Yeah. When you talk eight figures, figures you are talking 10, ten million to ninety-nine, to, to, to 99 million, yeah. right? Yeah. When you talk nine figures, it's yeah, yeah. so another level. You, another level, yeah. man. There's levels to these There's levels.
2: Levels to these levels, man.
3: Um, what does it take? Because that's you know you know you know I have two ambitions as an entrepreneur. Uh, I have an ambition to uh, build a business that I'm going to sell. i want to exit at yeah. nine figures, right? So that's that's an ambition of mine. I then also, and this is just an ambition that I have, but I also want to run a billion dollar company, mm-hmm. but I want it to be public. Though I want to I want to run a public I love it. billion dollar company. So those I'm are talking so, my so, talk, right? So in, in the business realm. Those are my two ambitions. I want to yes. I want to build up a business, which I which I believe I have my book rich business. I believe may be the business that I'm I'm able to exit at 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 nine figures, right? But then again, want to run a you know because I because I I've, I've been a CEO before for you know for a bank. Um, my superpower is marketing and really right. kind of helping helping individuals or just businesses. Um, get the visibility mm-hmm. they need. And I feel like um, I can do that for a public company. So that's where I want to go with it. That's hard. Um, what does it take to scale a business, to get a business to nine figures?
2: So so game time, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna talk some game real quick. So let's be clear when you say nine figure business, what a lot of people think that they got to do is create nine figures a year in revenue. Mm. That's not actually true. Mm. You can actually exit a nine figure business with eight figures in revenue. Mm. Matter of fact, one of my um, guys that I mentored, former clients named Alex Becker, he just sold his business for like 110 million, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I don't know what his actual revenue is, but I know that he sold the company a multiple of the annual revenue. Mm. So if I had to guess, it was probably in the $20 million range, mm. right? So. So, he's able to exit at nine figures yep. with 20 million a year in revenue. Mm. So, that's the first thing I want to clear up mm. because most of the time people say nine figure business, they think they got to make all of this money. Yeah. Well, it all depends on what kind of business you're running yeah. because businesses are exited, you know, an exit or a liquidity event is what that's called, right? Where, you know, you're actually able to cash out mm-hmm. from that exit because you can also exit and not get no bread. Right. You might have to like work that money off. Mm. There's also people who sell businesses that do owner financing, where they don't get a big bag up front; they get it over time. Um, There's also something called an aqua hire, where somebody will buy your business and then give you shares of their company to be able to take your team into their company. Like it's a lot of ways to do it, where you might not necessarily exit and walk away with a nine-figure bag, right? Um, So, so I just wanted to clear those up, but but essentially. If you wanted to exit that nine figures uh, uh, bag, you don't necessarily need nine figures in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. So so that's part of it right there. Knowing the way to structure your business so that it gets the type of multiple that will give you that outcome is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people probably don't really talk that game, but, you know, you probably know what an SIC code is, yep, right? Yep, yep. Like, there, are literally, and you can, guys can go look this up. There are there are businesses that can that that has one has SIC code and then another business had an SIC code and they can have identical revenues and one get a high valuation than the other one just based on how they're how they're listed mm. uh, under the SIC mm. uh, code um, uh, structure. Mm. So so even that alone, I've seen companies uh, leverage that and get a higher valuation multiple on their business just from that alone, right? So it's a lot of different factors in there, right? When you talk about the revenue generating, um, obviously, yeah, scaling, you're probably gonna have to advertise. Like it's gonna be pretty hard to build a business that'd be not impossible, but it's gonna be pretty challenging if you're not buying advertising. Team building. I mean, essentially like to get to eight figures, I haven't seen anyone yet hit eight figures who didn't – who wasn't able to build a solid team around them. Mm, but I have absolutely seen, uh, including myself, their hit a million bucks with just
3: pure hustle, straight hustle. Hustle, yeah, yeah. So,
2: so you can get to seven figures, but to get to eight mm, consistently, 100%. you got to have a team. Yeah. And then to get to nine, mm. you're going to need people – everybody else going to – everybody on your C-suite probably got to be smarter than mm. you, bro. you know. They probably got to be smarter than you unless you like Elon or something like that. You know, because yeah. Elon pretty intelligent guy. Yeah. You know, and Elon, 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 Elon worked too, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. he, he yeah. get it in. Yeah. But Elon also got a lot of smart people on his team.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, Elon ain't building Teslas. Right. He right. coming up with the strategy, but right. he ain't the one actually building it. The guy who's doing the engineering, he probably runs circles around him when right. it comes to that. Right. So so you're going to have to have, like, people who at a whole different level uh, than you when you start getting up in those levels, but right. um, that's what it's going to take. And I mean, look, we can go on and on and on. There's a lot of layers to scaling. Yeah. And then it's all about game planning too. So you're saying you want to do this. How do you, you know, what is your game plan that you're going to lay out? Yeah. Because what I've seen people do that have successfully been able to hit what you're saying you want to do, they had a plan for that. Yeah. They didn't just happenstance into that. Yeah. That was a plan that they was working. Yeah. So you really got to kind of lay down your plan of how you're gonna get there. Um, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of layers, man. But yeah. those are some tidbits. Those yeah. No, some
3: I lo- I, and I love that, and I appreciate that, cause that's like right, right around. You know the thought process that I've had because I've always said to people, yeah, you can hustle yourself six, six, and seven, seven figures, figures. You know, like if you have an idea, you focus and you grind it out. Like, like you could, you could hit that mark. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get, like you said, consistent seven figures, consistent eight, eight figures, figures. Um, you have to build a team. You, to. you have to have, right? I, I call it the do document delegate the three Ds, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to, uh, you know, have no, have somebody who knows how to do it. Do it. Have that person. Uh, document the process, that SOP, that standard yeah. operation procedures yes, sir. is very important. Bars. And then, right? And then the delegation. Bars. Right? Somebody able to tell people how to do Bars. the thing, right? Because, you know, you think the person who knows how to do it is the one that gets paid the most. Correct. Which is, it, That's it's, not it's true. false. It's right? false. All of the doers pay, get paid the least. Yep. It's the, it's the strategists. It's the people that know why stuff needs to be done. The people who could delegate, the people who could tell people, "All right, well, this is the 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 goal, the, the visionaries, Leaders, right? The, the leaders, visionaries, right? The people who can lead. Yeah. yeah, you know. And so to that point, though, too, you know, and I and I love that you said this because this is, I guess, this is my, where I'm at with it is understanding that I need to hire people who are smarter than me, right, to be able to get to that nine figures. How do you? Like, what's that mindset like, right? Because, like, I'll give you an example. Um, You know, I started out my banking career um, when I was 19 years old. By 24, I was a VP at one of the largest financial institutions in the world. And I was tasked with managing people that were, like, twice my age, right? So the oldest banker I had was, like, 56 years old. I'm a 24-year-old black kid, actually, um, yeah. and then and I got this white guy, this white man, I know his name, but I wanna say his name because I remember don't, his name. Don't do he had it. he had, he had he had such a a, a unique name yeah. that I remember his name, but he was a, a white 50 56 s 56-year-old man mm. that I was in like it was hell. Yeah. So he lived in Westchester County. He had his 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 Mercedes-Benz. I remember your name. <laughs> he was hell to me. I believe it. Right, because here's this young inner city kid kid who I'm smart, I'm ambitious, Ambitious. you know, I I I can hustle. I'm there. I'm the first one there, last last one leaving. Uh, The 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 bosses up top knew I got busy. I get I I get the results, and they said you you're getting promoted, but they gave me that hard time. How do you um, overcome? Um, or how do you get to that space where you could hire people who are smarter than you who probably know they're smarter than you and be able to like effectively run that run that team?
2: man, hey, you know um, I've seen it happen uh, and then obviously in practice you know doing it you know myself, you know the biggest challenge for me has been you know um, you know one of the things I had to overcome you know uh, maybe like two years ago was, like, are you willing to pay somebody in your business more than you pay yourself? Ooh. Like, I wasn't. Mm. But I realized that was a mindset that was crippling me. Oh. Right? Cuz I still own the
3: asset. Oh, that's good.
2: Um, you know, selling people on your vision. Mm. Like if people believe in what you're doing and you can compensate them competitively, mm. like they'll 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 come rock with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Um that that's like a big one, man, just like what is the vision of what you're doing? Like, can you communicate the vision of what you're building to people successfully mm. and get them to buy in? Mm. That's a whole different level. That's something that I'm even I'm working on as we speak. Wow. Because if people don't believe in where you're going, right. like people like that, people that got options, you we talking about the top tier talent, yeah, they got
3: options. Yeah.
2: That's why they top tier. 100%. Why are they gonna choose you? Mm. And if you can't communicate that vision to them where they can see themselves attached to where you're going and see the value that they're going to receive in exchange for that versus everything else they're going to do. You know, some of them, it might not necessarily be about the money. They right. might take a little bit less pay for a little bit of equity, a lower salary because they believe in this, or they maybe they think this is a rocket ship mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But your ability to really sell that vision yeah. is critical. And then your ability to actually lead people, yeah. you know, is a whole other thing, man, which for me, you know, has been probably the biggest growth that I've had as an entrepreneur in the last four or five years is the leadership. Mm. It's just really getting getting tight on that. And now this, the, what I'm working on is just the visionary side. Yeah. You know, just being a stronger uh, in my vision and, uh, and, you know, just steadfast in it as well. Cause like people, you know, a player talent ain't stupid.
3: Right, like they can read
2: your body language and know you don't believe that shit you said. Uh oh, excuse my life. Nah, you good? You good? Oh, I'm about to say good. <laughs> I, I'll drop one. Uh, <laughs> I'm good, they ain't yeah. gonna. They can read your body language and know you don't. They don't. You don't believe what you're saying. Right. So like, can do you have conviction in your vision? Right. As well, right? Because you can have a vision, but then if you don't have conviction in it, mm. it's gonna be hard for for other. You know, other people just not gonna buy. Yeah. Gonna buy that. So. Um, but the whole the whole thing that held me back, man, I had got to a point where I was like, you know, not wanting people in my company to make more than I pay myself. Mm. I don't even know where that mindset came mm, from, bro. Right. But one right. day I just had to address it, and I'm like, called a buddy of mine up, and I was like, I think I'm tripping. Right. Da-da-da-da-da-da, da i am telling him what
3: it is. He was like, you tripping. Right, because you own the asset. You own the asset. Right. What difference do what difference it make? What does it make, yeah. Especially because as that smart person builds it up, they're building that equity and the asset that you own.
2: How much more value are they right. gonna create for your asset yeah. for whatever you're paying them? Forget about them making more than you making. But believe it or not, man, I've had this conversation since then with several people, mm. and I, people don't, probably won't talk about this, but I, I've had conversations with other people who say that they've been in, they, they, they've had that thought before, or they wow. struggle with huh. that. That type of thinking, hmm. which is interesting. But yeah. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. But and I, yeah, and I, and and, I, and and you're right. Because even as I think about it, I'm like, that's probably when I think from a talent perspective, that's probably why I haven't um, hired, you know, uh, the top of the top. Yeah. Right, because you know, you know, even just coming from corporate or being around like I know some really smart people that I know I could pay them more than what they're getting paid in their corporate job right I know I could be like yo listen I got a x amount and knowing how talented they are and what they could do and what and and where they could take my business but in my head I'm like I'm not I'm not paying myself this right
2: but it's crazy Mm -hmm. because I can but you said you can. can I can right it was the same thing. I can, but right. I didn't want to. Right. I'm holding my own self back. I'm holding my own wow. business back.
3: Wow. That's a hard so I had effort.
2: to kind of overcome that because I had to, I had to really get, get, get crystal clear on what does it take to build a real, you know, something big where you're selling a vision, but you're getting you're getting buy-in from people who believe in your vision, yeah. and you're hiring talent at that level. Yeah. And being able to have a competitive, you know what I'm saying? Because the people ain't gonna take peanuts from what they're getting. They might come down a little bit, but you're gonna have to go out there and compete. These people got options. Why are you the person Mm. for them to choose over all the other options that they got? Right. But you don't want them to make more than you Exactly, exactly. When this person could the difference between you hiring a B player and an A player could be twenty million dollars in your valuation. Remember, your valuation is a multiple of your revenue. Yeah. So if this person come in and take your business from two million to ten million, yeah. and you getting a five x multiple, you got a fifty million dollar company now. Mm. If a B player come in and take you from two to four, you got a twenty million dollar mm. company now. But you tripping about how much right. more you got to pay this person. Right. So instead, you are gonna get a B player right. because you don't want to pay the A player because they're gonna make more than you. Wow, it's kind of stupid when I think back on it wow. now, but. I was struggling with that, man. Mm.
3: I had to come to terms with it. Wow, it's wow. like stuff like that. It's kind of wow, right? Yeah, and that and you know it's funny because that so that's why I say like business is like eighty percent mindset, man, I said, right? I because think it's like ninety. percent right? it might be ninety, right? Because when you think about the type of mindset you have to have to get to that next level, and that's why when you see you know people who get to that billion billion uh, dollar status, like that ain't. That ain't a light feat. Like that, yeah. like that takes work. That takes mental strategy. There's a lot of pieces that you gotta move yeah. like in order to kind of get you know get to that space. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. So so when you when you when you think about uh the trajectory of where Tommy Powers is going, yeah. what, what does the future look like for Tommy Powers?
2: uh long term uh, i will be in the cannabis space mm. i'm already working on that um i've made some investments in that space i invested on in a hemp farm here in georgia they're vertically integrated um we have some issues there but you know we're gonna work through that but um that's something that's probably like a 10-year goal for me that's something we all i always wanted to do even when i was growing up like you know my, my homeboy in mississippi now you know, he was growing plants in his in a closet in his mama house mm-hmm. when we was in you know in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So he always had the green thumb. We always knew like one day when this business is legal, we gonna, we there's no way we're not gonna make money mm. legally. When it becomes legal, that's it's that's impossible for us yeah. to make money yeah. in it. So we want to build a vertically integrated brand. That's probably like a ten year thing. Yep. Okay. Um. Probably my five year goal, and next level ambitions is pro- more like my five year goal where. You know, we want to build that. We want to basically push out a lot of content, mm-hmm. uh, produce more content, uh, build systems and programs to kind of help more, especially people like uh, that look like us. Who, you know, me being able to access like the Silicon Valley world or like my partner Kai, who was in the investment banking world, mm-hmm. um, it ain't a lot. It ain't a lot of us out there in that. It wasn't a lot of us in those spaces. Right. So the things that we've been exposed to, a lot of people that look like us ain't getting exposed to. Yeah. So if we're not bringing that back to the community and sharing it, how are, they going, how are we going to get the game? Yeah. So, so that's a big part of big part of what we're doing now. So, so that's kind of like the five-year vision. And really now just kind of coming from behind the scenes, getting off of the agency uh, thing. You know, obviously we still do consulting and coaching and all of that. But, but a lot of what I've done now, you know, in my past have been, you know, being on the uh, opposite side of the table, of the person who owned the asset. Mm -hmm. And the last three or four years, I've been really focused on moving on the asset side of the table. So that's kind of really what I'm doing now, focused on building building my own brands, building my own asset, leveraging my skill set. But boy, I tell you, uh, I be forgetting some of the stuff that my clients had to uh, deal with, because I ain't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. I'm just over here, we running the ads Mm -hmm. or building the funnel or whatever we doing. We ain't having to deal with all of the nonsense going on, the end fighting, mm-hmm. uh, people falling out with each other, yep. merchant processes oh, shutting you down, uh, you know, customer service, uh, all of these different things that now you know we having to bite out. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely getting the MBA and all of that yeah. these last few years, but but yeah. that's kind of my focus now, man. Is just moving on the asset side of the table, building building assets. Yep.
3: All right, y'all, yeah. man, the the living legend yeah. Tommy Powers, man. I take that. Um, man, I appreciate you, man. I, like I appreciate your wisdom. Um, I appreciate all that you shared here. A lot, of, a lot of great information, uh, man. So, like, I, like, like I, like I said earlier, like I'm naturally curious. Um, you gave me a lot to think about, um, a lot to adjust as I, you know, as I think about that next level and where I'm going. Um, you know, there's it, it, a lot to think about, and a lot to kind of readjust. And that, and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. You know, it's like once you reach a uh, certain milestone, you understand that there's still more to more go. Than, yeah. Right. Like, like I remember, you know, just wanting to to make six figures. Like that's I remember it. my first. my Same. I remember the first time I made six figures as an entrepreneur. I was like, Yo. And I remember I looked at my tax return. It was like I was like, a hundred and five was like, Yo. I, I made it. I'm here. You know, and yeah. and, and, and and now. I paid out of taxes now for, <laughs> for <laughs> you know real, and so that, but for but real. now I'm like you know uh, you know and then you know first seven figures like like I remember these milestones um, and they're they're special moments, but um, each step of the way you become somebody, somebody different. Else. Yep. Right. The same ash that made this, the first six figures is not the ash that made. Seven figures. Yep. Who's not the ash who Bay eight figures? And yep. I'm pretty sure, you know, w- when I get to nine figures, I'm I have to change. I have to become somebody different. When I become a CEO, right, and 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 run a billion dollar public company, I going to be, you know, have to be somebody different. So. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. Same, brother. Uh, for those who want to connect with you, yep. they want to listen to the podcast, yep. all of that stuff, where can they find you?
2: So the podcast is scaling uncensored, uh, with next level ambitions. You can find it on all platforms, Wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and then me, my name, Tommy Powers. Uh, I go by Tommy Traffic, Tommy with the IE. I'm at Tommy Traffic, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of the places I'm at Tommy Traffic. All right, y'all.
3: We are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Visit our website, Inside the vault show.com. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, I am Ash Cash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms at I am Ash Cash and make sure you become a member of the abundance community. We got some more behind the scenes tips from Tommy Traffic, aka Or Tommy Powers, aka Tommy Traffic. You got some, some behind the scenes info, so make sure you join the community, abundancecommunity.org. Thank you, insiders. I appreciate you. Thank you for making us number one. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you. And and, and I wish I could say thank you in the 26 countries that we're in and counting, but you you get the sentiment. Uh, I appreciate y'all. I will see y'all next time, same time, same place, in God's will. All right, y'all. Peace.